0: Good morning, my beautiful sisters in Christ. I am so thankful that you ladies could listen in today. As you know, my first episode of this podcast is called Trusting God's Know. I was really thinking and pondering on how to go about talking and connecting you guys to God's word, and he led me to start all the way from the beginning and to share my testimony. But before I get into that, I want us to look into some scripture. So we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. So I'm going to wait till you ladies grab your Bibles and open up. And now we're gonna read it. (laughs) So it reads, My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight." The reason why this scripture is so important for today's word is because it was one of the first scriptures I kept hearing over and over again during my wilderness season. If you don't know what a wilderness season is, it is a season where God allows for things to get really uncomfortable to help evolve you into the person you have to become. They can last as long as the Lord allows them to, and we never forget those seasons. But before we get into sharing my testimony, I would like for us to join together in a quick prayer just to invite God into this safe space. So Father God, we ask that you be present with us in this moment. I ask that you lead and guide me in this podcast to help this look exactly how you planned it to. We yearn to follow your direction. You are a God of the impossible and we have full faith in you. Thank you for all the things that you have done for us and through us. Thank you for the things not yet seen that you will do for us. We want to serve you and step into our purposes. We love you in Jesus name, amen. All right, lovelies. So now after that prayer, it's time for me to get into my testimony. I ask that you be patient with me as this will be long and it might be all over the place. So starting from the beginning, my relationship with God started my sophomore year of college. Before this time period, I struggled with the notion of God and really didn't believe in Jesus Christ. I grew up in what I perceived as a lukewarm Christian household. Then I had a second family that had more questions about the Bible than answers. And I took on that questionable mindset at a young age. What really led me to God was actually my failed relationships. I remember in July of 2019, which was my sophomore year of college, I had gotten out of this um, relationship This was the first guy I gave my virginity to. I wasn't planning on losing my virginity, but everyone around me was having sex. And like I said, I didn't have God at the time. So honestly, I thought it was okay to lose my virginity. During this time, I also um, looked for love in the wrong places and multiple men and it ate me up alive. I couldn't even keep up with that lifestyle. So one day I remember being in my dorm room and I broke down and that night was the first night that I experienced God's unconditional love. I was yearning for the love that uh, people talked about when they experienced God's presence. And I immediately fell in love with him. And it was like a very surreal thing for me to feel his presence. Around this time, my good, long-life soulmate of a friend, raylan I'm talking about you, invited me to go to church near our school on some Sundays. I look forward to these days because God allowed us to go and do amazing things at church, and we received the word every single time. This was our thing, and it also taught me that it was okay to be emotional when in an intimate relationship with the Lord. So after seeking God and feeling His presence, and then also going to church, I met someone. This was three to four months after I got out of my last relationship. I met him in October of 2019. So y'all can understand how I thought this was God sent. But I failed to realize in my young mind that this was actually just the beginning. So I met this young man in October of 2019. And at first, when I first met him, I did not like him. I did not want to be in a relationship with him I also didn't think that he was um, attractive, like he was not my type at all. But what led me to want to give him a chance was the fact that he was super kind, he was super um, warm, and then also I could tell that he really wanted a relationship with me. So I ended up giving him a chance, and the first year was so great, it was so smooth, Um, and then eventually I remember in January of 2020, I wanted to move in with him and that's exactly what happened. What I didn't realize was that there were so many red flags in the relationship, um, that I overlooked. And this is simply because I feel like as women, when you fall in love with someone, you tend to overlook the bad things about them. And we also tend to try to heal the broken, but God never intended for us to do that for everyone. So some of the red flags that I overlooked was the simple fact that he had a lot of female friends. Now, I know that somebody might say, like, oh, men can have female friends. I certainly agree with that statement, but there is a certain level of respect and boundaries that have to be in place with that. But he would defend having female friends, and it just, like, me, drove me insane because I never really messed with his freedom. I never said that he couldn't have them or that he couldn't um, hang out with them. But when I felt disrespected, it was more so he was defending them over me, which I understood Now, I guess I understand now, only because they were there before I was. And so he probably felt like I was trying to change him. And I know most young men do not like to be changed. They like to stay the same. Another red flag that I overlooked was just the simple fact that he liked to stay out late at night. When we got in a relationship, the first year was so smooth and we spent a lot of time together. But then after that, he wanted to um, still continue to hang out with his friends as if he was single. So he, he still had his freedom, but he was in a relationship. And it just kind of ate me up alive because it was just like I would never do that to someone and I was never that type of person. So when he would go out and he would not come home till like 3 o'clock in the morning, I was really affected by it. But I tried to make it work and I worked through it, not only because I loved him, but because I had failed so many relationships before him that it just felt like... Um, I would be giving up and be walking away consistently, and I know love is not easy. And I'm, I'm not gonna put him on blast and share his business because we all have our demons that we have to buy, battle and we have to fight. And then also um, he was going through a really dark time. So he was also um, really heavy on liquor and he was also really heavy on marijuana. But some of these behaviors kind of rubbed off on me and I can tell that God never intended for those things to happen. And the reason why I can tell that God never intended for those things to happen was because in October of 2020, I made a huge mistake, so I was drunk, I had smoked, and then I also was um, had took some edibles, and these were 500 milligram tablets of um, edibles, y'all, and I, I'm a scientist and I couldn't even do the math that day, but I did over 10 to 12 tablets of those edibles. And it really messed me up. At first I was cool, but then out of nowhere, it hit me really, really, really hard. And I was like what people would say tripping, but honestly it was a spiritual awakening. So, um, I remember we were in his bedroom and then he had his cousins over. We had just left his friend's house. We were celebrating his birthday late with his friends and I was in the bed and, and he was perfectly fine. Like this was something he was used to doing and he didn't do as much as I did, but he was used to doing it every single day. So his tolerance was a lot higher. So he was perfectly fine going to sleep, but I could not sleep. Like I was hearing things in the spiritual world. Like I was hearing <laughs> some crazy things like people um, arguing and it was like they were arguing over traffic. I didn't know, understand. Like the conversation was just so clear to me. But then I remember just getting out of nowhere just like this intense feeling that something bad was about to happen and I remember speaking off of my tongue like I think I'm dying and as soon as I said that it was like it almost happened but then I remember just fighting back and speaking on the tongue like no I'm gonna be okay I'm gonna be okay and I kept saying it over and over and over again and honestly I felt that um I was on a brink, like you know how You hear things and um, I don't know if you read like certain parts of the Bible, but there's parts in the Bible where it says like if you do this, then you will die or something like that. And it basically pertains to sinning or it pertains to um, doing certain things that, you know, you're not supposed to be doing. Well, at the time, I didn't know, but it was so foolish of me that it almost really harmed me. So I was sitting there and I was just panicking like I was losing my mind. And he was annoyed because he was like, I told you not to do it and I did it anyway. But, um, I was sitting there and I was just panicking. And then I remember like looking over to the right of the room and Jesus was standing like right in front of me, but I did not see the front of him. I only seen the back of him. He had his arms out and he was basically, it was like, he was protecting me from something and he had like holes in his hands, like a big holes in both of his hands. And it just let me know who he was. It was that, and it was, like, the fact that he had on this long white robe. And, y'all, Jesus is short. I was not expecting for him to be that short, but I still love my, my Jesus. <laughs> I was just, like, it just kind of shocked me because I had never seen him before. And I'm sure that he comes in many different forms and that he um really reaches out to people in, in different ways and people see him differently. I'm not really sure. But, um, so I seen him standing there, and I was, like, Am I tripping? (laughs) But I knew I wasn't tripping because it was the simple fact that something bad almost happened to me and I was still breathing. I was still there. So the next morning, I remember going to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I did not know who I was looking at in that mirror. It was like... um, no, 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 I just looked like I had been revived, like you had woken up from the dead and that you I just looked dead, and so I was very scared, like looking in the mirror and seeing the woman that I had become, and I was very emotional, and I also had picked up on some like mental health disorders that I was not trying to get into so um from that day, I had p t s d trauma, and then I had ah, panic attacks and anxiety. And so I remember moving out of his house and moving in with my grandmother because I felt safe with her. So I moved in with my grandmother in November of 2020. And that is when the relationship that I was in really, really, really showed itself. I know y'all probably thinking like, girl, when we gonna get to God's? No, we gonna get there. So um, I moved in with my grandmother and I remember like breaking down to her and I was crying. I was like, I'm so scared. like." Every single day I think something bad is gonna happen to me. Like after you almost die, or you feel like you almost died, you are scared, like that's the only thing you could think about. Like healthy brains, like I learned in psychology, healthy brains don't think about that. But that's all I could think about. And so when I moved in with my grandmother, I remember breaking down. I was like, oh, like, you know, I feel like something bad is gonna happen to me. Like I definitely, um, like I was just telling her my concerns and I was scared. And so she like put her hand on me. She anointed me and she is so strong because I don't understand how some people can, like when they hear very serious situations, how they can remain so calm, but that is that wisdom. She is literally a warrior of light and I love her so much. But anyway, so she put her hand on my head after she anointed me and then she prayed over me. And then the middle of her praying over me, she was like, God showed me that you will be married and you will have children. And I was shocked, not because of the marriage part. Like, I was definitely happy to hear that. But it was the children part because I was thinking like, uh, like I don't really think that I'm good with kids. So I was just shocked that God could see me as a mother. But once my grandmother um, spoke those words over my life, um, it was just really hard. It was, it was shocking, but it was really hard for me to believe. But I knew that she wasn't lying because my grandmother does not lie. She is a woman of her word, and when she spoke that, I knew that she was prophesying, and I knew that it was true, and so, when I was staying there, she used to turn on sermons, like, I I remember we used to listen to Pastor Jake's, um, we used to listen to Sarah Jake Roberts, we used to listen to Joel Osteen and Joyce Myers, like, she was introducing me to these people, and it was just so weird because I yearn to listen to those sermons. Every Sunday I would sit in the living room with her and we would listen to these sermons and it felt like it was speaking exactly to my situation. So after all of that, I was just super excited for what the Lord had in store but still like I was stressed out. Um I remember my partner at the time had went to a New Year's party and at this New Year's party um I was invited but I was going through it and I used to think like oh no like he's gonna not want to go he want to spend time with me because I'm really going through it no ma'am so he went to this party and he was with his friends and he did not text me happy New Year's and I texted him and I'm thinking like like are you serious and so that just told me like this is changing I don't know what's going on but something's going on like and he's changing and I'm not really sure why so I honestly um it was just so hard for me to believe that god was trying to show me who this person was because i had already told myself in my head that this was the person for me and i already told myself in my head that like he really cared that he loved me that he was a good person and not to say that he's not a good person but just that whatever he was going through at the time like honestly it was really like he was opening up his eyes to realize like oh i don't really know if i want to be with this person so he came over my grandmother's one day and he broke up with me, and it was like the most terrific, dramatic scene ever. Like, I was a mess all over the place and basically confused and asked him why was he breaking up with me. Like, I felt this man was leaving me in the worst time possible because I was, anxious all the time I had panic disorder and then um, I was trying to finish my graduate or my undergraduate I was getting my chemistry degree I was trying to finish that and then also I was like my bank account was in the negatives because I wasn't working I was too scared to go to work but um, ultimately it just showed me that when you when you're going through tough times you do have to pay attention to how people respond to um, where you're going through because if they choose to walk away or if they're not really there for you then that shows the type of person that they'll be when you go through tough times in the future. And I definitely did do things for my mental health. Like I went to therapy and I had so many moments of nostalgia. Like that therapist, I felt like I had knew her before. And then there was um, a time where I went to the hospital because my symptoms was so bad that I thought that my body was shutting down on me. And so I was in the hospital and I remember speaking to the therapist there and she just seemed so familiar. Like the whole situation was familiar and I was like, I remember exactly what happens like I was like I'm gonna wake up in the morning I'm gonna hear like the hospital is gonna like I'm gonna hear footsteps and that's exactly what happened like it was so many moments of nostalgia and it was just so scary for me and I felt like I was going through this all alone but what I felt to realize that there was nothing that any man on this planet could do to help me the only one that was gonna be able to help me get through that was God and that's exactly what he did but back to the breakup so this man broke up with me And I was just so confused, but I believed everywhere he said when he said he needed to work on himself. And so, like, I just, like, calmed down. I let him walk away. I was like, you know what? I can't do anything to change your mind. It seems like your mind is already made up. So when he left, it came to me later on, through him that what he actually wanted to do was to continue to go out and, and be free and do what he wanted to do. And so that broke me even more. And I remember telling him like, I will never wanna see you again. You know, it was all a little <laughs> dramatic scene. And then like, of course, after then it was him, I guess, doing the bare minimum to pursue me. But when you love someone, they can do the bare minimum and you will take them back every single time. And that's something that I'm like, so happy that, you know, God broke that habit. And I remember going into my grandmother's room and I was like basically in pain, just like I went to the Lord in pain and I was like, what do you want me to do? And this was not a cute prayer. And I heard him say instantly, let go. And it kind of shook me. But I was like, you know. I don't know if that was really what he meant. That's not really what he said because I was in love with this person. So the thought of letting them go, I was like, nah, I can't do that. That's just not going to happen. And trust me, I did not let go of him for a couple months. It took me months after then, like three or four months to really let him go. And when, as I was going through this journey of letting him go, um, what I realized is what God says is going to happen on earth. So it doesn't matter if you want to do it or not, it's going to happen. But what he did was he kept showing me that this person was going to stay the same. This person couldn't go with me where I was headed. So I ended up building my faith. I ended up reading my Bible more and even all the while still trying to make it work, I started to get more comfortable being on my own like, it got to the point where I was still working on myself spiritually, and this man would, like, pop up and disappear. He wouldn't speak to me for days or weeks, and then sometimes, um, like, anytime he texted me, I would text him back fast, and it would be always out of love, like, a sweet answer, even if it wasn't, like, um, about getting back together, like, I never showed him any hate because I had loved him so much, and so I remember, like, There was times where he would use that manipulation tactic where I felt like it was a manipulation tactic and it just made me start to fall out of love with him like more and more (laughs) I was not interested in continuing the relationship and eventually it got to the point where um, like he would do it so often and I guess he thought that I was still Like I was still waiting on him or that I was trying to pursue the relationship with him. And I just began to feel so much joy and peace when I let the relationship go fully. But, you know, it's just so crazy because God also was blessing me like I was elevating. I'm to the point now, like if I have anxiety, I know how to work through it. I know to just sit and talk to the Lord and and put my concerns in his hands. I live by myself and I sleep by myself every single night. And God really has been protecting me and showing me like how okay I actually am. And it's also funny because like he gave me a really good job. Like I get paid (laughs) I don't even want to say how much more I get paid than my last job that I was working when I was going through what I was going through. But it just, it just feels good to be out, like coming out of that wilderness and stepping out of that wilderness and being in my preparation season and preparing to be a wife and preparing to, um, step into my next season. And so he, he gave me other promises that I don't want to speak on because I'm not really sure how much God wants me to share and, and he'll reveal it to me one day. But all I know is that I'm just so happy to be here and I'm so happy to be doing his work. Not only did your girl experience joy and peace, but I actually found self-love. like, And I didn't need it from other people. So it was just definitely amazing. Um how God showed up in my life and how he was looking out for me because he can see the future we cannot see the future and we don't know um, why he tells us to do the things that he tells us but instantly like now I understand and I know if he tells me to do something then to just do it because to this day if that person ever popped up again it's a no go for me because I've already decided that I was doing things the Lord's way and I've already decided that that person, I no longer wanna be attached to him or anybody connected to him. And it's not to say that out of hate or anything, I definitely forgave him for everything, but it's just because where I'm headed and the path that I'm on and also who I am today, I'm not the same person that I was when he met me and I thank God for that because this person that I see in the mirror is so beautiful and I was always beautiful but I'm starting to show my light and to share my light and I want to see other people do the same thing. I want to see people heal and I want to see people overcome. So I hope that this message helps somebody. We have finally made it to the end of my testimony. And like I said, I know it was all over the place, but, um, God put it on my heart to not try to be perfect and just to let it flow out and let it be natural because I want to connect with you guys on a basis where it's vulnerable and it's real and it's authentic and I don't want to put on a facade that I'm something that I'm not so I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can in these podcasts this should be the only one where I share stories so personal um the next ones are going to be specifically about growth and doing God's work and God definitely already put it on my heart to know what to talk about next week. I was flipping through my Bible and it just kept flipping right back to this page. So I'm so excited to share that with you next Friday. Um, in the meantime, I pray that you find peace in your life. And I pray that you make it through your own wilderness. And I pray that you you find exactly what it is that you need in this time and you lean on God and not trust your own understanding. Thank you so much for listening to Prepare with Ari. We have a long way to go.